Yes, welcome everybody to another edition of the Sunset Flips and Super Kicks podcast. Um, episode number five, I think we're up to now. So making making waves, you know, doing things. There's more happening. Three weeks in a row, this is happening. This is so far. This is rare for the uh, SFSK pod. Um, this is happening. Just after All Out, what a show, what a pay-per-view. I'll be talking about that amongst other things too. As I do, always got to find something to talk about. We'll see how this one goes. I've got about 20 minutes prepared in my head, but we'll just see. We'll just see. Um, Other things that are happening, uh, if you follow the Instagram page, I'm doing the 30-day wrestling challenge. So it's a good thing just to post every day there, um, up to day six, I think. So basically, month of September, wrestling challenge, see how we go. And then once I've done all 30 days, I may just do a podcast or two, depending on how long I can shoot my mouth off for, uh, just about each day and my selections and maybe go into further detail because um, just writing it, it's just, it's not the same. It's like texting, it's like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Uh, before I get into anything, I'll go into my, I've been doing my top fives on certain categories. Um, I think I've done my favorite wrestler, who I think the greatest is, series of matches. Um, for this episode, I'm going to do pay-per-views. I've only got three definitive ones as my favorites um there's plenty of pay-per-views out there but for just three that are like certain these are what i sort of put it down to is what can i just watch and then watch again and almost never get sick of um so i've got three like i said no particular order apart from number one so two and three are sort of like you know each to their own i guess However you want to do it. So I'll start off with uh, I'll start off with All In, which was just over two years ago, actually to the day, the event that Cody Rhodes and the Bucks did after some fuckwit by the name of Dave Meltzer said Ring of Honor couldn't sell out ten thousand seats. Cody replied with a tweet saying I'd take that bet, and they did, and they sold out within half an hour. Just some of the matches here. This is basically like the first, I guess, big exposure that MJF got. He opened the show with a match against Matt Cross. Um, Stephen Mill took on Christopher Daniels. Stephen Mill did actually actually pretty good. wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, the four four way match, uh, women's match. Is, I mean, like I say it all the time. I'm not a big women's wrestling fan i guess i don't know why i just i can't really get into into the wrestlers but this match sort of made me not get into it but maybe get into it just a bit more pay a bit more close attention uh tessa blanchard uh dr Britt baker chelsea green and madison rain that was a great match uh cody taking on nick aldis for the nwa championship um which he won and then uh ended up they went a two out of three fours match a few months later where Nick Aldis won the title back and I think he's held the title ever since. 
Um, what else was there? There was a uh, there was a battle royal to determine number one contender for the Ring of Honor Championship. Uh, Kenny Omega against Pentagon Junior or Pentagon L Zero, however you want to refer to him. This is the match I was looking forward to mo most. Um, two of the best in the world. Now at the time, and this is the match I, I couldn't wait for. And of course, uh, the Golden Elite, Young Bucks and Ibushi taking on the team of Bandito, Ray Phoenix and Ray Mysterio. And the thing about that match was it only had about 12 minutes because a couple of matches went over the time. So they had like 30, they ended up finishing with like 30 seconds before it went off the air. So there's one. Um, another personal favourite is WrestleMania 19. Um, obviously, Austin Rock 3, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels. It's one of my favourite matches of all time. Um, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. They ended up having a good series of matches in 2003. Even the um, the triple threat tag team match. Team Angle against Chris Benoit, Rhino against the Guerreros. That's a match that I think goes a bit unnoticed on this pay-per-view. As well as Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan, just seeing Vince get in the ring anytime is is always a treat. But number one definitive favorite pay per view of all time is WrestleMania 17. It's actually the first pay per view I ever watched live. So I'm a big Austin fan, and knowing that he was going to go up against The Rock for the WWF Championship, WWE, however you however political you want to get. I couldn't wait for that match. Um, Vince Vince versus Shane as well. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. They had a bit of a rivalry going at this stage too. And um, Triple H and The Undertaker. Not to not to forget um, also TLC too. One of my another one of my favourite matches: Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. Uh, if you remember last week, I said one of my favourite series of matches. Uh, between those three, so there's my favourite. There's my favourite three pay-per-views of all time. Usually five, these things that I'm doing, but just just got three. So I've got a few things now. Want to get into, starting with All Out. But before I do, if you are like the NFL, if you are into American football, you may remember Circles and Blunt Pencils, Jaden. Did his own podcast recently. I believe it's called the Collusionists podcast. They preview the NFL season. Last year, we did one. Uh, Dingo ate my Brady. This year, something different. He's moved on from that. Don't blame him. I wouldn't want the Brady name in my podcast name too. So that is fair. Um, check it out on YouTube. The Collusionists. Uh, I'll spell it out for... You are non-spelly people out there, because I know I can't spell it. That's for sure. So it's the T H E space C O L L U S I O N I S T S. Check it out. Check it out. It's a good podcast. Apart from like the last twenty minutes. That's just me personally. I've already 
already said this to Jaden. It's all good. We're good on that. Fucking, he's got he's got his own DC. He's got his own DC. There you go. There you go. Now, enough of that. No more promoting. Unless he does another one, then you'll see. Maybe 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 you'll hear me on there. I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know now. I might have to. Uh, if I go on there, I might have to channel my inner CM Punk. Say, 2011 before Money in the Bank. If you know what I'm saying. Let's talk about All Out. Let's just get into it. Five for ten on my predictions. I'll take that. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Um, the thing about AEW. I'm still sort of struggling with or struggling to get into is the mid card. There's not much interest for me in the mid card. I think, I mean, I've watched every every event live apart from one. That was unfortunate, but I still got around to watching it. But it's always, it's always a triple main event. I always see it as the last three matches, always just triple main event, you know, from the first double or nothing, you know, even to now. But it's just, you know, some of them I can, and others is just sort of like trying to fill in some time. Go through, go through the matches here. The first one was uh, Britt Baker and Big Swole in a, in a tooth and nail match, which was at... Britt Baker's dentist office. It was a bit. I don't know. I, I don't know what I thought of it. No, I've no real opinion on that match. The only thing I was thinking was, what does Jr. think of this? It's, it's the only thing I could think of from that match. Um, Big Swell won that anyway, and then the Young Bucks against Jurassic Express. I can always get into a Young Bucks match. I do enjoy. Watching them, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of the Young Bucks. And here and there, maybe. If I go back and watch some old Being the Elite, then yeah, I'll really get into the Young Bucks. But, you know, they seem to have an edge now. They seem to have an edge now. You know, could they be, I don't know, turning heel or I don't know what. But I, I guess I can get into that. You know, I can, always, I can always get into their matches. So, and the fact that they didn't put the titles on themselves straight away is also a good it's a good thing in my eyes. So, the Casino Battle Royale. It was good to see this on the main card, not on the pre-show or the buy-in, as they call it. This was won by Lance Archer. So he gets a, a AEW World Championship match. I don't know if it's on Dynamite this week. If it is, great. I can't wait to watch that match. He'll take on the winner of the main event, which I'll get into. Um, Matt Seidel was the big surprise. I originally thought EC3. I thought that just from uh, listening to him on Talkies Jericho about a month or two back when he was on. And sort of towards the end, he was talking about Finns in the future, but was also saying, him and Jericho were both saying, oh, can we talk about that yet? So that sort of led me to believe that, you know, maybe he could be working with AEW as well as Impact. And I'm pretty sure Ring of Honor as well. 
I saw somewhere there. Um, I also saw people saying Rusev or Miro could have been the surprise entrant. So, but it ended up being Matt Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bourne from WWE. Can't remember the last time I actually saw him wrestle. So he made he made quite the entrance, but comes in top rope, goes to hit a shooting star press and just falls straight on his back. Botch of the year. What a way to make an entrance in AEW. I think it was my most popular uh, post on Instagram today as well. So, very good. But Lance Archer did win that last eliminating Eddie Kingston. When it got down to those two, I didn't really, wasn't too fussed on who won. I would have liked to have seen Eddie Kingston win, especially if you know his story. Um, he was broke like two months ago. He was literally broke, like no money, out of work because there's no independent wrestling going on. And he got a shot uh, to wrestle Cody for the TNT Championship. Came out fucking good on the stick and cut a promo for sure. Had his match, that was it. And then next thing you know, he's got a contract and now look at him. So good on him. It would have been nice to have seen him win. But I think, I don't know, I, th- I think someday down the track, something good could be coming for Eddie Kingston. We got Matt Hardy defeating Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. Basically a last man standing match. This was just uh, pandemonium, I guess. I don't know. He started out on the football field. Um, I was expecting Stadium Stampede too. I was actually getting pretty excited. But it took Matt Hardy took an ugly bump through a table. His body hit the table, but he... You know, the back of his shoulders and his head hit the ground and I'm pretty sure he's knocked out. And I thought they were going to call the match then and there. They ended up calling it, stopping it. But then they went on again. And it was basically Sammy Guevara climbed up the fucking tower or whatever. Matt Hardy hit him off it and that was it. So, bit of a clusterfuck. Um, this is one of those things where I was saying about the the mid card, I just wasn't really into it. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of either of them. I mean, I was a fan of the Hardy Boys, but Matt Hardy on his own, I think he doesn't even know what he's doing right now. I think he's turned into sort of Michael Michael Hayes, Michael P.S. Hayes. So he's sort of going away from the broken Matt Hardy gimmick, I guess. But he's still saying deletion. And then Sammy Guevara is just a freak in the ring, but this wasn't in the ring, so he couldn't really showcase his athleticism, if you will. Uh, Shida defeated Thunder Rosa to retain the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah, just again, no interest. Nothing, nothing there for me. No, I'm an eight-man tag. Dark Order, so Mr. Brody Lee, Colt Cabana. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson lost to the team of Matt Cardona or Zack Ryder, Scorpio Sky, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. This is another one I didn't see the point in. I know sort of, I guess, defending Cody's honour after Brody Lee killed him, wrote him off TV or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, this should have been on the bind. Like, fuck. Like, I don't know. Um, and I'd, don't understand like the go with Scorpio Sky. Is he singles now or 
Is he still part of SCU? Like, I'm not too sure. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to him breaking out on his own because I think he's he's probably one of the most underrated. He's probably the most underrated in AEW right now. So, I mean, I'd like to see him get a singles run. That'd be pretty cool. But, yeah, is he still SCU? Do they still have that brotherhood? I don't know. Does anyone know? Let me know. I'm confused right now. So, um, Before I get into the triple main event, as I like to call them, uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Oh, my Penelope Ford. Yeah. Uh, announced that they're getting married and they're going to do the old cliche wedding on TV. Like, come on, really? Why do that? Why? I don't know. Yeah, Kip Sabian was talking some shit. And he's looking for a best man or the best man or fuck, I don't know. But what, just why I only bring this up is because he had a cue card brought in with his Twitch stream link or whatever. Now, if you know, if you know, you know. Apparently, Vince McMahon, WWE, has told all the wrestlers they can no longer do Twitch and Cameo and all these other things where they make money on the side because he feels they should only be making money in WWE or something. So that was that was a funny little shot. I had to laugh. It was great. It popped me huge. It was good. They just better not take down YouTube. If they take down Up, Up, Down, Down, that's that'll be more devastating than what happened on SmackDown. If you know, you know. Let's get into it. Triple main event, starting with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defending the tag team titles against FTR. New tag team champions. FTR. Fuck the revival. For the revolution. Fear the revelation. I don't know what they're called. FTR with Tully. With Tully. So good. You can see... I mean, you can see it for months, I guess. Hangman and Kenny. The split is, is coming. It almost happened after the match. Um, I think Kenny hit Paige with the V-trigger. And then it was, great, it was a great match. I mean, I think the, the end of it got a bit sloppy from what I could see, but still fucking great match. Didn't even feel like it went for half an hour because it went 20 seconds short of that, according to Wikipedia. Um, after the match, Kenny was about to hit him with, with the table, but didn't. Went out the back, got in the car, and I don't know. I think something's telling me that the elite's going to turn heel. I don't know. It's just some bad guy tendencies coming. So if Kenny Omega goes back to being the clean, cleaner, well, baby, it's all over. Give him the title. Not yet. Soon. Maybe. The Mimosa Mayhem match. Orange Cassidy defeated Le Champion, Chris Jericho. He knocked him into the pool of Mimosa. So that's how you win. Either that or pin for submission. You've got to do it the right way. You've got to throw him in a pool of orange juice and a little bit of the bubbly. So it seems like this could be the end. This went for 14 weeks. This feud, rivalry, or as Chris Jericho called it, this experiment. So, I mean... Chris Jericho, how good is he? Just gets Orange Cassidy over. Someone he despised. 
thought was a disgrace to the business. <coughs> respect. He, Cassidy earned Jericho's respect, that's for sure. Um, I'd love to see this keep going. I think, because I think Jericho would want to win, get that extra win, that one-upmanship, as they call it. But who knows? What could be next for him? I'd maybe, maybe just let him go again and again. But other than that, what could be next? So, I don't know. It's always the question in wrestling. What's next? What could be next? Let's go to the main event. Mox. MJF. MJF 2020. Paradigm Shift. Banned. What a match. This is... I've, I've never been into a match like I was for this one. That didn't involve Randy Orton because I'm always... Like just invested. That's what they say. You've got to be invested. I'm always invested in Randy Orton. But this match, I mean, I know I said I, it didn't bother me who won. And as we're coming closer and closer, I'm thinking MJF, MJF. So that was it. I stuck with my prediction. Love Moxley. He's my favorite wrestler in AEW. MJF's right there behind him. But to see these two go at it, man, it, it was like I was watching, like, my favourite sports team play. I was really into it. Every pinfall. Just, you know, highs and lows. It's just fantastic. Yeah, I could see the blade job coming. Just because, you know, I I compare MJF to Ric Flair. I really do. There was one spot in the match where Moxley had a sleeper hold on MJF. And he, MJF grabbed the referee. You could see the low blow coming. And I just saw, I just pictured Ric Flair. So I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. 20 years from now, we will be referring to MJF. In 20 years' time, he will be the greatest wrestler that ever lived. That's just me. I think he's, I think he's, only, I think he's only 24. So, you know, you'd think he'd, he would still be wrestling in 20 years' time as well. He'll probably... He's not even in his prime yet. He's just, but he's so old school. That's what I love. He's just, he's so old school. It's not just spots and fucking high spots as they call it and just doing flips and this and that. He's got that old school wrestling mentality, which I love. And, you know, he didn't get the win here today. It was unfortunate. Uh, Wardlow threw in the, the diamond ring. And then the referee saw Wardlow, so the referee was distracted with Wardlow, and then Moxley hit the paradigm shift, which was banned. So Moxley cheated, but that's all right. He's still he's still champion. He's still champion. So he'll be taking on Lance Archer, I think, this week on Dynamite, which I can't wait for because I want to see Moxley and Archer go again. It's a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year, so I'm looking forward to that. But I'm also looking forward to see what happens here next because, I mean, so far in AEW, the champion wins, you know, and then that's it. Like, there's no there's no second match. There's no rematch. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again as well. Like, MJF Cody is should not have been a one-match thin. Um, Jericho Moxley, same thin. I, I, I truly think MJF can use the fact that Moxley used the paradigm shift as a way to get another match, hopefully at full gear, and then I'd like to see him go at Revolution, if Revolution is in fact the next pay-per-view, judging on what they did 
last year into this year. So Moxley, MJF, give me two more matches out of them, please. Because I'm in. Vested in this shit. It is fantastic. It's fantastic. It's a fucking great match. Just everything. The, the storytelling. If you're into storytelling. Because that's what wrestling is. You know, you got you to gotta see it. Like in-ring psychology. What makes the match. And it was... It was perfect. It was perfect. What would I rate it? I wouldn't rate it anything because I don't rate shit. I don't rate things. I don't get it. I don't get it. So all in all, another another great pay-per-view by AEW. It is what it is. I don't know. I can't get enough. Can't get enough. I'll probably finish up here and watch Moxley and MJF go again. Just watch it again. Why not? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So there's uh, there's my little recap on All Out. Did I miss anything? Probably. Probably. Do I care? No, I don't care. I don't care. Well, a couple more things here just to gloss over as we wind down this episode. First of all, just, um, just heartbroken. Sad, upset, blueprint in the goat, golden role models no more. Just stay up. Just take a moment of silence. We took a moment of silence when they lost the titles and now we're going to take a moment of silence because they broke up. I wanted to see how long I could keep that going for before people got bored. Um, it's one of those things, you knew it was coming. You could see it coming a mile away, like three months ago. <laughs> um, just wasn't ready for it. Just wasn't ready. So I assume Bailey is the heel moving forward in this, in this new rivalry that will be happening. Um, maybe Sasha will be out for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. So they might try to shotgun an opponent for Bailey. For Clash of Champions, probably like a Lacey Evans or a Mandy Rose or Naomi or something like that, and then maybe Sasha will come out, maybe after, and then we'll get the we'll get the Bailey versus Sasha rivalry once again. I would have thought they would have done it maybe in a couple of months to lead up to WrestleMania next year. So I mean, who knows? Maybe this could carry on to to Mania next year. So. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say on the matter. But, you know, it's probably my two favourite females. So now I have to watch them go against each other. So I'm going to stick, I'm going to, I'm going to be sticking with Bailey in this because she's the heel. So I'll be sticking with the heel. Knowing full well that Sasha will get the Smackdown Women's Championship off her at some stage because that's the only title she hasn't held. So you know you gotta get them, gotta get them their uh, their grand slam. Um, you know you gotta get the blueprint, the grand slam. But we all know who did the grand slam first, and that was the goat, Bailey. So there's that. Also on SmackDown, uh, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, kicked off SmackDown. What a promo! Just fucking great. Paul Heyman on the mic, bravo. Just brilliant. And then even Roman had some words to say. Even Roman got on the mic and excellent. 
So this heel Roman Reigns could be working. And it will be working because that Clash of Champions. He'll be taking on, I believe it's Jay Uso, his cousin. I said, um, it was actually two years ago, I had said in a, in a group chat, the, the boys, that Reigns and the Uso should team up. And I think now would be the perfect time, especially with, with Heyman. Uso's as heels, fantastic. Heyman and Reigns right now, what they're doing, heels, beautiful. But instead, I think maybe it's just, it's a bit weird. Like, Jay Uso. Up, up, down, down is coming to life. Battle of the brand is coming to life. Jay Uso is getting a world championship match on pay-per-view. So I think my thoughts on this, probably to get Reigns massively over as a heel to show him what he can do as a heel especially with the family aspect just probably beating up his cousin the fans won't like that you know it's family family's a big thing to some people um those people aren't on here um so yeah maybe just you know beat up your cousin we'll get you over as a heel like fuck I'd, honestly i'd i'd do the same thing i would do the same thing not to get over as a heel but I wouldn't beat up my cousins to get over as a heel. I'd just do it for the fun and joy of it. So, you know, maybe maybe Reigns will experience why I would do it and he'd probably get some fun and joy out of it as well. So, And at the same time, me and Raymond Reigns can be the two biggest heels in the world of wrestling. Him in the ring, me on podcasts. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm working on my heel stuff a bit, you know, going after Pipe Bomb News. Fuck him. Fuck Pipe Bomb News. Hashtag pipe bomb news is a mark. Let's see how long it takes him to see that hashtag this time. It took him eight months last time. He came at me going, can you please take it down? And I said, but aren't you a mark? And he didn't appreciate it and had a little cry. So I took it down, but then I did another one. So fuck pipe bomb news. Fuck him. Get on board. All right, moving on. Let's move on to the Iron Man match, NXT. The four-way. Finn Balor. Adam Cole. Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano. How could I forget? How could I forget Johnny? So, love the concept of this match. Never been done before. Four men, 60 minutes. Most fours wins. And of course, it's got to be, you know, everyone gets one four and then, you know... Balor gets the four with like 10 seconds to go. But you could see the, you could see the knee coming from Cole a mile away. Just by the way, Balor was kneeling in the ring, like just waiting for it. And then there's two seconds left on the clock, but somehow the referee gets a three count and they end up as tie, 2-2-1-1. Two, two, one, one. And instead of, you know, traditional Iron Man fashion, well, we're going to overtime. No, no, no. We're going to put this match on next week to determine who will be the new NXT champion. I get it. Your ratings are shit. NXT ratings aren't as great since they haven't been going exactly head-to-head with AEW. They're still not finding those fans. So I get it. You know, you're trying to bring more fans, more viewers in by saying, oh, we're going to crown a new champion this week. No, no, no. We're going to crown a new champion next week. First of all, what I didn't like was that everyone got a pinfall. Why wouldn't you just do like maybe, okay, so you know, okay, if you're going to stick with your little plan Balor and Cole then why wouldn't you give like Cole two two wins 
everyone else zero in like the first 20 minutes, you know, and then Champa gets a four, and then Bala gets a four, then Gargano gets a four, and then right towards the end, Bala gets that last four. Like, why wouldn't you do that if you want to be, be fair and, you know, hand out everyone a four? Mate, what? Why not just do... I'm sick of Iron Man matches because they always end up going right down to the wire. For once, I want to see an Iron Man match go 5 nothing, 5-2. Not, oh, 5-all with 10 seconds to go and then, oh, the baby face will get a pinfall. You know, or we're going to go to overtime or something like that. No, that's... It's shit. It's stupid. It sickens me. Absolutely sickens me. I want to see something different. And, you know, going back, you know, they should have had overtime because it would have been the perfect opportunity for Otis to cash in his money in the bank contract. Because I'm sure you people, you people listening, like me, forgot that Otis was Mr. Money in the Bank. I forgot he was there until... SummerSlam, Payback, whenever Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville wrestled. I already forget, how bad is that? I think it was SummerSlam, when Otis came running out with the briefcase. So then I'm like, oh, fuck, he's he's still got it. So, but no, no, we'll just do it next week. Think about it, it would have been the smartest thing to do. Been wrestling for over an hour. You're going to be tired, there's no way you're going to fucking beat Otis. Look at him. Every single person in that four-way was built like a stick. His fucking foot was bigger than him. It would have been easy for him to become NXT champion. Something different. I would have loved to have seen it. But, which, good segue. Good segue. What I would have loved to have seen it. Segue into something I don't want to see, and that's Lesnar in AEW. He's a free agent now. He's a free agent. What would happen? Is this is this seriously something that people would want to see? AEW fans. More AEW fans. Would you want to see Brock Lesnar in an AEW ring? I know I wouldn't. There's two things for Lesnar to do in AEW. Wrestle Jericho. Wrestle Moxley. That's it. Why? Because there's a story behind both of them. Moxley, they wrestled, well, sorry, when he was Dean Ambrose, got to be politically correct, WrestleMania 32, I believe, the straight fight, Mox said that he was upset because Lesnar just wanted to do what Lesnar wanted to do, they didn't, he didn't want to go over anything and just basically turned up, did the match and that was it and that frustrated Moxley, you know, especially straight fight, hardcore, hardcore kind of guy, but no. What Lesnar wanted, Lesnar did, and that was it. And then Jericho, the incident. Lesnar, Orton at SummerSlam. Lesnar laying down the elbows, elbows, cut open Orton. No one in the know. No one knew what was going down. Jericho was pissed, got in Lesnar's face, and blah, blah, blah. So Jericho's, Jericho's a shooter. Jericho's pretty good. Jericho beat up Goldberg. The story goes. So, I mean, I suppose it wouldn't be too hard to do. Goldberg can't really do anything. That's enough talking about that guy on the podcast, thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just these things, I guess, that's going around. Um, I think Lesnar would just 
you'd think that AEW might contact Lesnar, but I mean, do you really want someone that's going to turn up like three times a year like Hogan did back in the day in WCW? I mean, if Lesnar goes to AEW and somehow becomes AEW World Champion and then only does like three shows a year, well, that goes back to my point like months ago where I compared AEW to WCW. Because it would be the same as Hogan leaving WWF back in the day to go to WCW. I think Lesnar going to AEW would be the same. It'd be the same. You got Lesnar, you know, WWE product. Vince's, Vince's guy. Back in the 80s, Hogan, WWF product. Vince's guy. Same thing. So it could be one of those things. Or Lesnar could just be using AEW to get more money out of WWE because it's all about money with Lesnar. He's a businessman. Got to respect that. I'll do the same thing. Why not? If you can get more money to do less work, why not? So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe he's done with wrestling. Maybe he'll go to UFC. Maybe he can fight John Jones. I'd like to see that. That that would make me watch UFC. Brock Lesnar versus John Jones. Not da- Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Fuck him. He's a crybaby anyway. Um, so yeah, I'll leave you on that note. Um, anything else? What else can I do? Nothing. Nothing, that's it. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to uh, check out The Collusionists, if you're free. If you've got five hours free. This is how fucking long it goes for. It's just two hours, but still... It's two hours. I think Jaden speaks for about 25 minutes of those, so... Got to get control of your podcast, Jaden. Learn from me. All right? Then, you know, get me on there. Bring me on for a shoot. I'll drop a pipe bomb. All right, thanks, guys. Sorry for taking up so much of your time. Enjoy. Enjoy.